0: The agency, the market is open August 2nd for the NBA, the agency. Um, I'm looking at DeMar DeRozan. That's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at DeMar to come home, you know. We need somebody at that. We need somebody at that two-guard position, you know what I mean? I I feel like he's a new, I want to call him a newly veteran guard, you know what I mean? Uh, And I like him. I've always liked him. You know what I mean? Since high school. Always been a solid player. And we've seen a lot of growth. You know what I mean? So um, I think that would definitely help out the squad depending on what that roster looks like after this season is over. But out of all the free agents that will be available in August, August 2nd, um, he's most likely the one that I like the most. Lowry is out there. I'm not saying I'm high on Lowry. I'm not saying that I don't want Larry. I just have a preference, especially at certain positions. You know, Mike Connolly will be available. That'll be a solid pickup for just about any of the top three or four teams on either side. You know, he he plays for a top team. You know what I mean? Um, But again, I'm looking for, I'm looking to see some of these names move this summer and to shake up shake up a little bit of the uh, the conferences. So with that being said, I couldn't tell you what the La- the Lakers' future look like as far as the roster that we have because we got some key pieces, you know what I mean? And we know what we do best when we get a lot of pieces, you know, as, as we continue to develop some young players to send off for more seasoned competitors, right? But that'll be that'll be in August. What I'm here for today is to discuss Mr. Wardell Stephen Curry. One of the key positions in basketball, one of the most popular positions in basketball, is the point guard position. We all know that flashiness. You control the tempo. Hell, you control the game if you know how to do it right. Uh, depending on if you're flashy or if you're just a uh, you know a hard nosed you know, stick-to-the-script type of point guard. Run the offense, control the tempo, uh, make sure you create situations for all other four players on the, on the roster. I mean, on the floor at the time. You know, this is probably, in sports, one of the most important positions that you could play. The guard is heavily uh, relied on to not only control the offense, control the tempo, run the offense. They, you know, it it is a position where we look for leadership, depending on who that particular player is. Now, throughout the years, you know, the basic point guard has been a distributor, you know, one that, again, controls the tempo, controls the pace of the game. You know, seize the floor. Make sure the offense is ran and make sure you get your teammates open and put them in the best position to get a bucket, right? That has always been a traditional point guard description, right? And that has evolved years ago, you know? And, and throughout basketball, you've had some hybrid guards, you know, throughout throughout the years, throughout the 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 whole... Um, existence of the NBA. You've had a few guards that, I, you know, that went out there and, and stepped out of the the normal, the norm of the point guard position, which is, is fine. You know, I think we, growing up in the 90s, watching basketball in the 90s and early 2000s, I think we got caught up in this whole superhero thing where, you know, there was the Michael Jordans and the Kobe Bryants, you know what I mean? And we looked at the, you know, the Larry Birds, you know, and we looked at these cats because they were the main cats on the team, even if they did share it with another superstar. Um, and so we we focus on the wing players. We focus on the big man, uh, the big men, the the Shacks, the Dirks, the Kgs, the Dunkins, the Wines, uh Ewings. Like I said before, Jordan. You know, but you had guards here and there that were also the face of their teams—the Gary Paytons, the Jason Kids, Oscar Robertsons. You know, you got the Chris Pauls of the world. You got the Westbrooks. You got, and, 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 and now we got staff. We got in in this era. There's so many point point guards that um, that can do more than just set the offense up and get people an opportunity to score. These cats are scoring themselves. Anchoring the load themselves. You know what I mean? And that's what Golden State was pretty much built. It was built around I mean the, the that, that roster and that offense was built around two guards. You know, and mainly their point guard, which is Steph Curry. Um and this it he is someone that we have really never seen before. We've seen great shooters before, the Reggie Millers, you know, the Larry Birds, Mitch Richmond's, uh, Ray Allen's. We've seen a lot of great shooters come through out here. I mean, shit, we still have some old, what we consider old heads now. You know, and Melo, Melo's creeping up to try. I think he's number 11, if I'm not mistaken, all-time scoring list. You know, so he's creeping up there. And he, to me, he looks like he got maybe two to three years left in the system. You know what I mean? And that's at a lower role, but he's not able to anchor a squad to a championship or anything like that. But he can be beneficial to a championship or a playoff caliber team. Uh, Pure score, you know what I mean? And we've seen shooters, we've seen shooters come and go, but we've never seen a shooter quite like Steph, you know what I mean? And the closest person that I can think that comes close to him is Dame. And the only reason why I compare them two is that because Dame can actually score everywhere on the court. I think he can get to the basket just as good or maybe even better than Steph, you know? Uh, and they both shoot from Mars. They actually do. You know, these are they, these are two guards that shoot from the logo without any question. Nobody questions their shooting ability from long distance. The question comes in, and we have this every year. Hell, people have arguments every week, every month uh, about you know, rearranging, not just rearranging the Hall of Fame, but, you know, rearranging top fives in general. The criteria, we never, as the culture of the fans, we never set a criteria. And um, it may be too late to do that because we've seen so much sports. We've seen so many players come and go that, you know, even, even the players themselves haven't come up with a concrete, criteria on how to how to make the list, how to make the hall of fame. You know what I mean? There's some questionable players. And what I mean by questionable meaning I can name certain players where, you know, 60% may agree, 40% may disagree. And that's based on the Hall of Fame. When the top five, they're even worse. Because usually when you talk about top fives, you know, it's more so personal than anything. Hall of Fame, you can give it up. You can give it up to a nigga that you just actually hate, you know what I'm saying, or whatever team you hate that he was a part of. That's easy to say, like, look, I'll put my bias and my hate to the side, Yeah, he's actually a Hall of Famer. But when we start talking about top fives, that's when it kind of gets shaky because this is the era. These these era players are actually rearranging a lot of lists. And the thing is, I'm not going to be stubborn about it, you know what I mean? Because when I look at when I look at the top five point guards, shout out to my boy Dre from Chicago. We started a whole top five journey each position, and I don't think we've gotten past. We stopped a long time ago. Pandemic hit, and we just got busy, and we never did finish it out because uh, we got so many. We got we got to finish off the positions uh, of the players, and then we also got to go to the bench players and uh, six man, you know, impact player. Like we got we got a long list of players to. To get to, right? And I honestly, you know, when we talk about the point guard, we're always gonna start with that one first. And I know we started with the point guard lesson a long time ago, but the thing about sports is that it's, it's history involved. And history changes things. So Steph came along and um, you know, people were, you know, I, you know MJ said what he said about Steph a while ago. Um you know, if the if the game was to stop right now, if he was to stop right now, is he a Hall of Famer? And He said, "No, I think he is. I think he is." And for one of the reasons why I feel like he will always be one of the one of the true faces, I can honestly say he probably be the top face of Golden State of that whole entire franchise. When you talk about Golden State, the first person that you're going to you're going to bring up is Steph Curry. That's a fact. It doesn't matter if he goes to another team or not. You know what I mean? He, as of right now, he hasn't played for a different team. On top of that, um he's brought them to some great. <laughs> he's he brought them to some great days not too long ago. You know, and he's had some heated battles with, you know, with Braun. You know what I mean? So His team and himself has stood the test of times against other greats. So the thing is, what are we basically setting the criteria up with? You know, is it how many points he averaged throughout his career? Is it how many points he accumulated throughout his career? Because he's actually further down the list than I thought he was. At the same time, he's only 33. You know, uh, he's a quick guard. But him being a shooter, he can play for at least for the next seven years, you know? Um, you know, you got to look at what Ray Allen did and how often, you know why well, I ain't going to say how often. We got to see how how much Curry takes care of his body. Obviously, you know, once he started to get to that 36, 37, 38 range that year, uh, he's not going to be as quick. The injuries might set in a little bit more. You know, he might get he might he might rest a little bit more. It might be a couple of games where he doesn't play the max amount of minutes or close to it. But he still has one thing that a lot of a lot of players don't have, and that's the ability to shoot the ball relentlessly. You know what I mean? Um, so again, are we afraid to rearrange the top five? I'm not afraid to rearrange the top five. I personally think that he'll never catch Magic Johnson. Um, And the main reason is because I don't care about the different styles of point guards. You know, you got some cats that come in and they really just want to distribute the rock. They really just want to run the offense. They do it well. They set up their teammates. They can run a team. And 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 keep that team above water by just being a distributor. Then you got cast that's probably just a three and D type of point guard, just like some of the wings. You know, maybe they can't shoot, but they can lock up. You know, maybe they can lock up and they can set up the offense. And then you got the hybrid guards that I just finished talking about: the dames, the Russ, the Curry's, the Kyrie's. These are combo. I I wouldn't call them combo guards. I'm calling them hybrid guards. Because a combo guard to me is somewhere between, you know, it's a bi- to me is a bigger type, uh, a, a bigger guard. You know, um, Allen Iverson, back in the day, there was no such thing as a hybrid guard, but he was technically the first, one of the first hybrid guards. Or a combo guard, if you want to call it. Ben Gordon, killer, killer. Now that's a combo guard right there. You know, and, and the combo guard is it, you know, it's between the point guard and the shooting guard. Jerry West is the same thing. You know, they have him as a number, they have him as a two guard and a one guard. You know what I mean? So that's what, I don't know. I don't know where you would, where, <laughs> that's it. Some people have him at the two, some people have him at the one. Same thing with Iverson. And we know he played the two. Um, But again, I'm not afraid to shuffle around that top five. And for the longest, and a lot of people, not including myself, stopped him. you know, this is a cat that what he was it one season? It could have been one season where he didn't play damn near the max games. Um, as far as the jury, there's not much jury behind his name though, and the important jury at that, and we're talking about rings. A lot of people are starting to argue Does rings matter. They absolutely matter. I mean, you get in the game, don't get me wrong, we know some of these players, when you get old enough, you learn that some of these cats came into the game just to get life stable on their side. Make makes make some millions, create some businesses off of that, off of their talent, and they out of here. Some of them don't have championship uh, dreams. That's just the truth to the matter. I mean... Most of us will never know who those players are unless our unsung come out and they admit it, but we sometimes you can tell. Sometimes you can tell. You know what I mean? Do I think Steph, Steph Curry is a top five guard right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. He might be a top three guard in the league right now, top three point guard in the league right now. You have to name another point guard or two that's just as good as him. And obviously the the obvious name is Dane, right? Um and 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 what separates I wouldn't say what separates the two. We know what separates the two that Curry is a better shooter. But I have to take my hat off to certain guards who are able to anchor a team by themselves. Let's go over that again. When I mean by themselves, I don't mean literally they don't have anybody, but they are the main piece. Wherever they go, they're going to be the main piece or they're going to share the rock with somebody. There's a lot of guards out there like that. Now, you can pick all these guards and feel like, well, will they lead you to the playoffs? It's hard being a point guard Especially the hybrid point guard, and without the proper roster, and Robin, uh, it's hard to do that, you know. And it kind of worked out for uh, it. It kind of worked out for Steph by having, you know, uh, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green being a dog early on in his career, and a system that that was just built for both of them guards to just flourish. And they had a killer bench. They had a lot of key pieces that a lot of these teams need. They had a great coach too. They had a great coach that they 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 had fired, and they hired another great coach. So some of this stuff has to link up. I, I think we, I think we charge a lot of potential Hall of Famers and a lot of pen, uh, potential, um, a lot of a lot of nice guards we've seen play. I think we charge them for not being in the same breath as a Steph Curry. And the only reason why I say that's unfair is because we got to look at the situation. I think coaching is very important, right? And a lot of people say that, well, that's, that Golden State team could have coached itself. Uh, maybe in the regular season. And I don't think the whole season. But I, I do believe the system that they ran over there, they did not need Kerr there all the time i should say that you absolutely need a coach a thousand percent need a coach you know what i mean it's all about strategy and as smart as some of these players are sometimes they just get caught up in the game to where the, the coach got to make the decision to sub them in and out you know what i mean run a certain offense because of what they see that's not on the player to have that type of knowledge or that type of IQ. It's really not, you know, but to have it that means you are a special player. There's not too many there's not too many players that has actually played the game that I would trust coaching um on the floor. It's not a lot at all. I mean, I could just I probably can name a few and some of them, some of them aren't your your top 5 you know, superstar. I'm gonna throw Kobe out there because Kobe really broke down the game. I, as biased as I can be, it doesn't matter. That the truth is the truth. He broke down the game like no, no one, no, nobody else. Bron is a great floor general. You know what I mean? I think he would be. I think when it's all said and done, I think he should get into coaching, or at least running a franchise. Honestly, uh, I think Chris Paul would be a, a phenomenal coach. You know what I mean? Um, who else? Yeah, it's not too many other players, at least at least at the 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 superstar and star talent pool. It's not too many. It's not too many. I mean clearly you can see that MJ is having a he's been having issues running the franchise. I'm not I'm not I'm not picking up the phone and calling him. He's not the first person I'm gonna call to run to run my team. You know what I mean? As great as he was, and in most people's eyes, that he's the best that ever played the game. But coaching is totally different. All this stuff has to line up for, in order for certain players to be great. Do I feel like Curry would have been great outside of Golden State? That has yet to be seen, honestly. You know what I mean? Because that system was built when he came in, and he flourished. You know, Um Go, getting back to Stockton, I'm assuming that <clears throat> you know when it's all when it's all said and done, a lot of people is going to have Stockton move down. You know, you got the Isaiah Thomas, uh, uh, you know, and to me, I feel like Curry is in that on that status right now to where Isaiah is at. So you know, Isaiah is definitely a Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? And so for. For Steph to already, you know, we're talking about a three-time champion, you know, two-time MVP, seven-time All-Star. You know, he's led the league in steals before. He's led the league in scoring before. He has two gold medals. What else do we need to talk about? Now, he can get into the Hall of Fame off of basketball in general, you know, because he's actually led the NCAA in scoring before. He's taking Duke to the wire, you know. He's a two-time SOCOM player of the year. So he has the accolades to get in just off of being a pure basketball player in general. But being a you know a point guard in the NBA for Golden State, I think if he was to stop playing right now, I think he gets in. Now, where will we rank him? Obviously, I have Ma- uh, Magic Johnson at number one. I don't think Magic Johnson will ever be moved. And I think it's possible. I'm okay with rewriting history. I'm okay with changing history. But it has to be... I fought for years saying Bron is not a top five player. You know what I mean? When I The the, the list of players that I had, um, I had a strong argument. Of course, you know, I had Kobe in there. I had MJ in there. I had Magic in there. You know, some people had Shaq in their top five. Not mad at it. You know what I'm saying? But you also got Bill Russell. I got Kareem. So the list of players go on and on, and it's like you will have to eliminate somebody. I think Kareem should be in everybody's top five. As a basketball fan, I understand if you're a Boston fan, you probably don't have no Lakers in your top five. I understand if you didn't like the Lakers, you probably not going to have any Lakers in your top five. You know what I mean? Which means that's going to eliminate a Kareem and a Magic and absolutely a Kobe. You know what I'm saying? So that's three players right there. Some people got Jerry West. They probably wouldn't fit him if they were from the East Coast. So let's talk about this top five then. I mean, I think... I think we should start with point guards by itself. I don't know, I don't know where Curry will rank all-time. I really don't. I really don't. I, just, I do know that he put a dent in the game. His style of play, him mastering the, the, the shot in general, he will go down as, a, as an all-time great. This generation grew up off of Curry, KD, and Braun. This is what they grew up off of. I know you know they they and don't get me wrong Kyrie has a lot to say uh Westbrook has a lot to say these are these are the players that the new generation is growing off off up off of you know like me I was young you know what I'm saying but you know through my teenage years I watched you know the 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 second half the second half of Jordan's career as a youngster and a teenager and I've watched Kobe whole career as a teenager all the way up into an adult. So um, these kids, you know, my son was, you know, my son was born in 2006. <laughs> Braun was already in the league for three years, you know. At, at the age of 15, he is watching Bron, um, you know, on his last couple of years in the league. But he grew up watching. He he watched those finals uh, when Ron was with, uh, with with Miami. When he left uh Miami, then left Miami to go to Cleveland. Then left Cleveland and come to the like it, like. So he's seen all of that as a kid. So let's get to it. Top five, <sighs> top five right now. I mean, you can just throw those names around. But top five all the time. I have Magic at number one. I have Stockton at number two. After this, it gets, you know, now I'll put it to you like this. I'm not going to give you my personal top five because I got Penny Hardaway in my personal top five point guards of all time. I'm just going to say in general, I think it's unanimous that Magic is going to be up there, Right. Some people will honestly, there are people out there that will find some stats or some type of, some type of weird shit that'll you know keep magic from being number one, but for the most part, he's going to be number one. John Stockton can float anywhere. He's number two on my list, but John Stockton can float anywhere inside that top five. He could be number two or he could be number five, honestly. After that, we have Isaiah Thomas. And Isaiah Thomas can go from anywhere from two to five. But that's three point guards right now. We also got the big O, Oscar Robinson. You know what I mean? Uh, then after that, you got the Jason Kidds. You got the Steve Nash. You got the Gary Paytons. You got the Chris Paul. So who gets in that fifth position? You know what I mean? Um, uh, are we putting? Are we putting Mr. Logo? Are we putting Jerry West as a point guard? I need to know. You know, some some a lot of people have uh, a lot of people have Jerry in in as a two guard. I'm telling you right now, he has a better chance. He has a better chance cracking that top five point guard list than cracking that top five shooting guard list. To me. Honestly, but, you know, um, let's just, for, for fun's sake, since he, you know, there's a lot of players that play two positions, let's just say, all right, let's put Jerry West as number four, that fifth spot. To me personally, that got to go to Curry. Now, this is the thing, though. Out of all those names that I just said, do you think, Steph Curry would have a better career than John Stockton? Do you think he'll have a better career than Isaiah Thomas? Do you think he has will have a better career than Mr. Logo, Jay West? I think he has a legit argument with those three players. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean, you know, Jake Kidd is right behind him. Gary Payton right behind him. You got Chris Paul up in there. It's a strong listen. there's a lot of other guards that I did not name. Oscar Robertson I did name. So what? somebody has to fall. Somebody has to fall. If we go Magic, if we go Magic Stockton, Isaiah, the big O, oh, wait. That fifth spot going to Curry? I say so. I say. And this is the thing, though. I'm saying he can get that fifth spot and he can jump over some cats within that top five. He got the hardware. Again, in the beginning of the episode, I said the criteria, we never really said it. But I do know it was always a popular thing for us to bring up the total points of all time. It was always a popular thing to bring up the average, his points per game. Now, when you think of a point guard, you look, the first thing that you probably think of is assists, Turnovers. We got to factor all that in. assists, turnovers, points. How many triple doubles? Westbrook is going to shake up the top 10, like, in a real way at the end of the day. So where are we putting Steph? I'll leave it up to y'all. Honestly, but my opinion, I feel like by the end of his career, unless uh, yo, I'm I'm banking him, I'm banking this off of him actually playing five to seven more years in the league. If he plays nothing, less, no nothing, less, well, probably he can play four years. You know, have four years left, but it's just depending on what he does within that four. I'm saying. If he was just to stay cons- average at best in the league, he's probably going to move up. No matter what. That's my time for today. I think Steph um I think Steph was a basketball culture changer. He definitely had a lot of impact on the younger players. He had a lot of kids, and still has a lot of kids wearing those Under Armour shoes, which was unheard of before he got there. I think the only two athletes that was holding down Under Armour at the time was him, Cam Newton, and to me, Under Armour has always been a a one um, football. department, our clothing um, department, are, I guess, a great representative of football. When it comes to basketball, I don't think of Under Armour at all. So we shall see. We shall see. What he's doing this season, I mean, he's actually averaging 31 points a game this season. No Clay Thompson. Draymond is there barely, you know, uh, Wiseman is out So their number one pick is out And they just he's just out there with stragglers And I'll even go as far as saying I would love to see Golden State in the playoffs It's going to be fun to see If they was to actually get in The fun teams to me are Dallas Portland And Golden State Those are fun teams to watch Because they have players on their team That They just go, you know one one player that I did not mention because he's fairly new is Luca. Luca is on his way. Luca is is promising. You know, but he still has a long way to go. We're talking about we might be talking about Luca 18 years from now. For real. So it's a lot. I mean, you should, you still got Trey Young out there, even though I feel like his light is dimming. He's he's gotta get out of Atlanta fast. Whatever he's trying to do in his career. It's not going to happen in Atlanta. He has to get out of there ASAP. Um, small guy, big heart. Major game, but wrong system, wrong city, wrong team. I'm out of here, man. I see y'all next week. The playoff race is tightening up. We're currently holding it down as we just beat Utah. Uh, but again, they didn't have their star players. So it's a wash for me. You know, they showed a little bit of... Uh, You know, the comeback kids is on the rise. You know, Utah was was projected to win that game. But, you know, shout-out to Drummond. Shout-out to Schroeder. Shout-out to THT. Shout-out to Caruso. Cass is holding it down. Shout-out to Montrez. You know what I'm saying? Holding it down. Uh, I think we got about somewhere between 16 and 17 games left, and it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. So who's your top five-point guards and why? It's not so much as who they are. I just need to know the details why. Because I understand certain cats is not going to be in your top five just off of pure hatred. I'd rather cats tell the truth about who they picked and why than to give me some facts that don't hold a lot of weight. Yes, that's true. You can speak facts about a lot of shit that don't hold a lot of weight. It's possible. It really is. So you got to give me a legit, you got to give me a legit top five. Go ahead and give me a personal top five, and then go ahead and give me a, a a top five in general, a non-biased top five. The world is so much better when niggas is not hating for no reason. All right? That's a fact. Shout out, Open Run, with BTJ. See y'all next week.